Welcome to Autism Knows No Borders. Discover what's possible when people impacted by autism inspire change and build community. Together with the Global Autism Project, here's your host, Rachel Harmon. Hello, everyone. These next two episodes will highlight takeaways from our Skill Corps volunteer trip to Rwanda last October. For the last 20 years, the Global Autism Project has been providing sustainable clinical, administrative, and leadership training to autism centers around the world seeking guidance. Our Skill Corps volunteer program is an opportunity for self-advocates, family members, and professionals to travel to our international partner sites and collaborate with local stakeholders on outreach initiatives specific to their communities. This carefully curated 10-day journey includes developing culturally relevant and sustainable training with our partner staff, listening to local autistic self-advocates and family members to learn about their lived experiences, sharing meals with community members to brainstorm ideas and solutions, and executing a high-impact project to build on existing work being done in the country. Last October, I led our Skill Corps team to visit our partners at Silverbells in Kigali, Rwanda. Silverbells offers comprehensive services for families, including speech therapy, occupational therapy, physiotherapy, and vocational training. In today's episode, you'll hear the founder of Silverbells, two of the clinical department heads, and several community members who attended three outreach events we hosted in Kigali. Next week, you'll hear some of our Skill Corps volunteers talk about their personal experiences and takeaways. As you probably know, if you follow our work closely, we're also sending teams out in the field this March, and we're currently taking applications for travel in October 2024. Join us today at skillcore.globalautismproject.org and use the coupon code AUTISMPODCAST to waive the application fee. In this episode, discover what's possible when awareness spreads. We appreciate your time. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support our mission, please take just a few seconds to share it with one person who you think will find value in it too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Autism Podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Global Autism Project, and join our online community on Mighty Networks at community.globalautismproject.org. And now I present you Skill Corps Runda. This Skill Corps trip in Runda was a journey of listening, collaborating, and empowering. Throughout the week, our Skill Corps team and Silverbell staff worked together to improve their clinical and leadership skills. We co-hosted three special events, a parent training and self-advocate Q&A, a stakeholder dinner about employment opportunities for the autistic community, and an autism awareness training for the National Child Development Agency, which gathered representatives from all over the country. This is our Global Autism Project partner, Ivas Chomdusha. My name is Ivas Chomdusha, the founder and director of Silverbells International School. It's an exclusive school with both the mainstream and a center with children with mental disability. Great. And so you came on the podcast last time in October of 2020. I feel like, wow, time flies. It was so long ago and yet so much has happened since then. I know. Yeah. I'll post a link to that original conversation in our show notes so our listeners can go back and hear your story in more detail. 
So for now, can you give us some updates on how Silver Bells has grown in the last three years? We have really grown. The time you're here, I think you saw it yourself. The last time we were talking about having an opportunity of having vocational skills, we now have autistic adults and Down syndrome adults that are doing vocational skills. They are making mats. They're also doing jewelry. And we're happy that the liquid soap we use in silver bills, it's made by our children. We have made in silver bills liquid soap. So now at least we have that. And at least we, have, we know that our children are productive. And of course, we have got more staff on board. We have more speech therapists, occupational therapists, and physiotherapists, and special needs educators. And this center has expanded. We have 75 children on board now, and with around 36 staff on board. There's a lot that has happened. We have tried to have so many trainings with parents where parents have understood that autism is not a death sentence and they know how to deal with their children. Before most parents would come in, I would think maybe if they come in for intervention, that means in two days the children would be speaking if they're not verbal, they would start speaking the same day. But now with testimonies from other parents, now they know it's a journey that they need to walk and support the center. It's not all about silver bells, but we work together. And in the last three years, we have integrated 15 children to the mainstream. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. They're doing very well in the mainstream. And some are even on the top of the class. They're doing better than this. the children they found in the mainstream. And that has helped other parents know that it's a process. It's not that they have to come for treatment and their children will be speaking the next day. But through the testimonies, when they share, some parents will tell them, we have been here for three years, for, for five years, and now it's working. That has helped us also because normally we always have pressure if we enroll a new parent. But through the testimonies, that has really helped the center. And of course, we have, we have also expanded. We have uh, different facilities that support children. They can do music. They can do art. Some can also do computer. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. When we were there in October, our team was so impressed and we learned so much from your staff. One big takeaway that they kept sharing also is the passion that your staff has working with their students. It's not something that you see regularly, especially in the U.S. And so, mm. you know, they were hoping to take that passion and that inspiration and bring it back home to their colleagues and their children that they work with also. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm happy they're taking back. They, they come to train, but I think they take back. I remember the other group that came in 20... 2021, they told me they have never been in a place where there are autistic individuals who can sit in a dining room, eat, and they do not see food in space, or they do not see children running around. Mm. That is their first time to see them seated together, eating together without seeing food in space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it also shows how well your team works together. Like they can kind of 
work together to make sure that the kids are doing okay. It's like a village taking care of everyone. Yeah. Our mission is both like a family. So they need to feel home when they come to the school. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, Eva. So can you give us a quick overview of how autism is currently understood and viewed in Rwanda? (sighs) There's still a big gap because there's still a lot of denial. Even with our parents, you find a parent will come to you and say, oh, I do not want other people to know that I have a child who's autistic. So even if they come to pick their children, they do not want other parents who are in the mainstream to see them. So it's still a denial. And those with autistic children do not even want to speak up. So we still have a big gap. And most people do not even understand them. They do not understand the autistic individuals. So, yeah, there's still a big gap in Rwanda. But again, we are trying to see if if there can be increased awareness and acceptance and support from the government. I remember the time you were here, we decided also to talk to the policymakers for them to understand because it's hard for the policymakers to understand when the parents cannot speak up. Mm-hmm. So they will not understand it's a problem unless the parents speak up, come up and speak up. And for us who deal with autistic individuals or Down syndrome or any kind of mental disorder, they will not listen to us because they think we're making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want a business. But I know with time, most people will understand that it's a big problem. And we're enrolling so many young children. I don't know what's happening. We're learning. We're enrolling so many children. We, are, we do assessments. Weekly, we do so many assessments, but most people cannot afford to enroll in the school, which also kills me that we cannot help. Yeah. And of course, catering for them is very expensive. We need therapists on board. And you saw the ratio that we have. The teacher and therapist ratio with the children. Yeah, so we do a lot of assessments, but most people do not enroll. And they'll come like they do not even want their neighbor to know. Got it. It's a big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And also when it comes to employment, since people do not understand them, we still have gaps in in employment. I remember the the time you told me, would would you please get us a self-advocate in Rwanda? I failed to get one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's hard when the parents feel this kind of stigma about the disability or the label. And then they don't, if they're not speaking up, then they're also probably not encouraging their children to become advocates. And so that's really where it starts, empowering the parents so that they can empower their children. And those children can grow up to be adults, to speak to the community, Mm. to these policymakers, like you're saying, and to really advocate for what's needed. Yeah, and of course, if we have like increased awareness, and our parents do accept. And also, of course, there'll be a lot of support from also people can support. But if they keep in denial, no one will know the problem. Yeah. But now I think it's not like the last three years. We can say we have hope that at least some are, are ready to, 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 to speak up. Because normally whenever we have like, we normally plan functions, like we have speech day, we have um, sports day, 
we have different activities that happen in school. So I always encourage, like I know parents who are baby to speak up. So I'll encourage parents, can you please like share a testimony? Hmm. And some of the parents will share their journey and they will say, you know, I felt so bad for me having, like we have some of them that have two autistic children. Like I felt so bad that people would know I have autistic children. So like they'll share their journey and you'll find even other parents also are willing to share the journey, which opens them up. And of course, once they share their experiences, that helps the other parents and they'll know that, oh, we are not in this journey. So recently, parents asked me, we had a general meeting with the parents and they said, oh, we need our day to give testimonies. Can you please provide us a, a day? Wow. <laughs> Invite us. We need a day to, pro- to at least share testimonies. So we are planning a day this coming year where parents can come and, you know, share. That's amazing. Yeah. And that has really helped us. Like whenever uh, we give an opportunity for parents to share testimonies, then other parents feel they have hope. They'll know, you know what? It's not me going through this. If this parent went through this and the child is being integrated now, let me have hope. Maybe in the future, my child will also be integrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it starts. Oh, that, I'm so happy to hear that. Mm. You know, this kind of ties into the outreach events that we did while we were there, when our team was there. I remember, Ivas, when you and I were planning it, you were really excited about these events. Mm-hmm. So what impact do you think they had on the community? You know, we had the parent training, self-advocate Q&A. We had the employment dinner and the autism awareness training. So what were your impressions on the impact of those? Oh my God, it really made a big, a big difference starting from the parents' training because they had never seen self-advocates. You know, meeting Andrew, yeah, understanding like he can, he's an ABA therapist, it blew them out. Like, and they had never heard also from parents' advocates as well. So those kind, you know, the times we talk about this, you know, a child can be better, but I've never seen the really life experience. So they talked to the self-advocates and parents' advocates. They knew that things are possible. They knew that children can also have a better future in life and be productive. Yeah. And also coming back to the outreach with the community, it was a big, big, big advocacy for the autism community because we trained with your help we trained 30 districts and that's what makes Rwanda so it means we have ambassadors in different districts in the whole of Rwanda who will know at least if they meet an autistic child they'll not think it's black magic they'll know okay can you please go maybe to silver bells for assessment you know at least it was really huge and I know it will make a difference not only in Kigali, but in the outskirts of Kigali as well. Because at least there were 30 representatives from every district. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is huge. And mm. thinking about how exactly when they meet someone or hear of someone who's autistic, they don't have these preconceived ideas or misunderstanding of what that is. You know, it's like we were planting the seeds. It's just the beginning. Yeah, sure. And so it's really exciting to think about that ripple effect. From here, how much more can we do when it comes to awareness? Yeah. It was nice that at least we had to do it. I realized you had them ask so many questions. 
because they did not know what it was. But since now, uh, it's now going to the community, not only them coming to Silver Bells, because there are people who cannot come to, to Silver Bells and they don't know about Silver Bells. So at least they'll be also advocating in their districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ives, what are your hopes for Silver Bells in the future and the future of the autistic community in Rwanda? We hope to promote employment opportunities in Rwanda. I think I told you about that. We have some adults that are, that we think some are ready to go in their workplace. Though whenever we talk to the parents, they say, no, 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 no. We don't think they're ready. They can't be independent. But we are looking at that to see that at least we promote opportunities for them in places where we think that they can work and support. We already have one that has started sending, selling carpets. I think you saw some of our carpets. Carpets, yes. That's right. I, we saw the carpets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We have one that is already selling carpets. We have one that has started working in the music industry as well. And we are looking at patterning with different companies that can employ them. I remember recently there's a parent who came in and said, oh, my boss once is interested in the school. He has just realized that I have an autistic son. How can our company support you? I just said, would want you to hire our children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I want. I want you to hire some of our adults. So we are still in the process. That's my hope. And also to do a lot of awareness so that at least people should know that the autistic individuals can live and in an inclusive environment and also promote more vocational skills. And we're also trying to see if we can, this time we, we train district workers, but I'm also looking at on how we can train teachers in different schools countrywide so that at least they can be able to do the basic assessments in schools. Mm. Yeah. Great. Well, these are all big goals, but so necessary. And I think if there's anyone in Runda that has the drive and the passion and, you know, the kind of resilience to do it, it's you. And thinking about <laughs> thank you. All of the the great things that you've done for your community already, you know, it's really exciting. And I'm just glad that you know, the Global Autism Project can be alongside you on this journey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. In fact, I think we enjoyed this skills trip more because it was more practical and engaging. You also did leadership trainings with the with our staff, mm-hmm. which really supported them in what they do. And also them seeing the volunteers, like supporting them practically showing them what to do than just watching them and advising, you know, that times you can talk, but if you cannot practice what you're talking about, they won't understand you. Mm-hmm. So this time it was more practical and engaging. Yeah. Great. And our staff really enjoyed it. Good, good. But I would want to thank the Global Autism for the partnerships and for making time. Th- I know you've changed the model of also coming back and wanting to also support the community. Before it was just uh, the center coming, training, but you changing the model and being practical on the ground and also wanting to go an extra mile to the community. This is really nice. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is the best of everything yeah. we have. <laughs> Hopefully it can just keep getting better from here. Yeah. <laughs> 
A huge thank you to Ives and the staff at Silverbells for extending the warmest hospitality to us. Here are Silverbells staff members, Oliva Akello and Sisi Nabayunga, talking about their gains from our clinical and leadership training, their impressions of the outreach events, and their hopes for the autistic community in Rwanda. Hello, I'm Akello Oliva. I work at Silverbells as an occupational therapist and the head of program. My biggest takeaway from the Skillscope training uh, about the clinical benefits, I've learned a lot about uh, the behavior functions that allow us to understand and categorize our clients' actions, as well as determining why the behavior of attention, escape, access, and sensory need occurs. Then on the leadership uh, skills training that we also had, I've learned that the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things, rather the one who gets people to do the greatest things. We have also, you know, learned lots of good qualities of being a leader, how to influence people, how to improve, you know, our career prospects at the same time, nurturing us to be great leaders in the future. Then uh, my impression of the outreach, because we had several events that was hosted by Global Autism in collaboration with the Silver Bells team. We had parents training. This time round, it was, I can say, in a different style. That was really great. Our parents got opportunity to listen to the advocates from the U.S., from the autistic community. We had a parent with autism and also has children with autism. This really encouraged our parents. It motivated them. It gave them hopes that they are not facing this, the challenges alone. The same challenges they are facing is almost worldwide, I can say that, and still the same strategies that is being used everywhere. It's the same strategies they're also receiving as well as sharing how parents are, you know, supported, how are they handling things in their different ways. So it was really a great moment, a great opportunity for our parents to interact with the parents from other places also. We also had autism awareness training. The 30 district within Rwanda was represented. At least they sent someone to come and be part of the training. So we believe and we are glad that the awareness is getting to some level within the country. Though we can't say it has really reached down in the community because you realize there are those ones who are not yet, you know, able to, they don't know what to do. They have children with autism. They don't know where to go. You know, literally they know nothing of what to do with their children. So we believe that uh, the representatives are able to at least extend, you know, the knowledge that they got from the training back to wherever they are coming from. We also had an employment dinner, which was mostly looking at employment opportunity for autistic community. As we still very much, you know, know that ASD is still often misunderstood, where people think uh, the persons with the autism are really not able to do, you know, meaningful things in the community, and yet this is not true. 
And we have learned that, you know, the persons with autism can find positive use of the characteristic that they have or they portray. And uh, with the characteristic and the good traits that they really have, this can also be applied in really wide range of jobs. They possess a wide range of skills, I can say that, and personality traits. You know, these autistic persons, they have really strong detail and interest in whatever they have to do. They mostly engage with a specific interest. Whatever they're interested in, they're really able to do it to their best. They have really very good perseverance. They are good at, you know, doing repetitive things. You know, they are routine, I can say that, and they have very high level of endurance. And this makes them really highly profitable, doing meaningful and productive things in the community. My hopes for the autistic community in Rwanda, I am glad that there is a lot of hope for the autistic community. First of all, we have centers within Rwanda, inclusive of silver bells, uh, which is giving lots of hopes to the parents who enroll their children to the program. And other centers also are trying to do their best to ensure the services reach the autistic community. We are also glad that the autism awareness training that was conducted by Global Autism in collaboration with the Silver Bells team, it has also brought lots of great impact to the country at large. Though we can't say really uh, it is enough because only 30 people representing the country is really not enough. The country is big and it reads, you know, lots of extensive program that the community needs. So there is still a lot that needs to be done through trainings involving the stakeholders to ensure that every area and every part of the community is captured. Then also another thing, we are happy that uh, the government is also trying its best. Their policies, at least, is trying to govern the persons with a disability, inclusive of the autistic community. So we believe in the you know, nearby future, the extension services at least will reach the, the less privileged. Hello, my name is Sisena Bayonga. I'm a special language therapist at Silver Bells in Rwanda, Chigadi. We had a skills group training, and I think my takeaway from the clinical perspective and the leadership perspective one, I got to learn how to manage different situations and different people because different people have different personalities. So it helped mold my emotional intelligence when dealing with people as a leader in the community and also at work and uh, also to work in a team to know everybody has different strengths and different skills. So the training for leadership was really beneficial. And then the clinical trainings were also lovely. We got to get more encouragement about using reinforcement and ABA practices in our clinical settings, which is really, really good for the children. When they're motivated, they work better. They look forward to working with us, the therapists. It was really beneficial. We also managed to have a parental training, a parental empowerment dinner, and autism awareness training. 
in the parental training, it was a very good thing to do because it helps to build the connection between the parents and us, the therapists, the teachers, and the whole school at large. It helped to build that connection. Parents felt hard. Parents felt that they're cared for. Parents felt like they're not alone since their other parents are still joining on the training. So it's good for them. They got to hear from advocates in the different countries that advocated like Steve and others. So it was really a good thing for them. They got to learn that they don't have these challenges only with them, but they have challenges also, the same challenges with people in other countries. They got to know the similarities and the differences between their challenges and how they would get help. And then the needs that these children need because some of the the advocates were mostly people with autism. So they got to know how they feel, what they think, and that they can succeed. And then with the employment dinner, the parents and the therapists, we learned more of what these children can do when they grow up, the vocational skills, uh, how we can help them to develop in the different settings, how we could help our government in Rwanda to make a system that also benefits people with autism. Yes, so we got to learn how we could use what we have to get what we don't have through that training of employment of people with autism spectrum disorder. And then my best part, which was the autism awareness training. My impression of that was really people and the leaders in the community still have a challenge and there's the gap knowing about special needs and the training was very beneficial for them they were eager to learn they were happy to receive the information and waiting for that way forward so it was really beneficial for, for them to learn what this is and also what to do next so they were eager to see how next we would help them and if we go further and teach other people in the community, which was a very, very lovely thing to do. The other thing is uh, the hopes for the people in Rwanda. We hope to do more outreaches for them. If there is availability, they are ready to receive. So if we could get to do more of these trainings, they are ready to receive the information. They are ready to apply the information and to do everything that they need to do to help the children with autism spectrum disorder. The parent training and self-advocate Q&A focused on communication, employment, and celebrating strengths. Three self-advocates from our global autism community, Andrew Bennett, Sarah Bradford, and Stephanie DeKramer, openly shared their lived experiences with parents from Silverbells, some of whom had never met an autistic adult before. Here are Renee Marungi, mother of an autistic son, and Fred Rigamba, a father, talking about their takeaways. My name uh, is Renee Marungi, and my connection to autism, I have a nine-year-old with ASD. We've struggled a bit of his improvement, and I'm glad this last training really made a big, big difference in our lives. 
So the biggest takeaways from the parent training and self-advocate Q&A, I learned a lot with communication. These children need patience. I learned to patiently communicate with them, to use tools and the tools to use accordingly to communicate with these children. I learned how to deal with their sensory needs, how to deal with their food differences, to understand their food tests and all that. So I really learned a lot with that. And the hopes for the community in Rwanda, we need more awareness if there could be like a day that recognizes these people with this condition would be a big difference to make awareness people to understand that these children are not a curse or a problem or they cry. they have no no life or they're completely disabled and they cannot change or have any improvement. The community needs really awareness. The traditional way they believe it's a curse or witchcraft. People need really awareness on this issue. Then the hopes for the autistic, um, the, about what we learned from the adults with autism, it really gave hope to parents that their children can have a future because that is everyone's, every parent's fear of like, will my child have a future or will my child be able to be independent? Can people get out of it or grow out of it or improve out of it? This is something that really, really, really gave parents so much hope and love for their children. It improved the more awareness of this condition and able to support the children accordingly, knowing they have a future for their children. Thank you so much and we hope in the next future we can have these more and more trainings because the more we get that affirmation training and more knowledge, the more we learn to also pass on to other people people in the community. My name is Fred Igamba. I am a Rwandan citizen, father of two boys. My connection with autism is through my uh, five-year-to-be-old son. Uh, he will be five years in February. I came to know about his autistic condition when he was about two and a half years. Uh, that's when we took him for uh, diagnosis in Kenya, Nairobi. Uh, one of the autism hospitals called uh, Gertrude Children Hospital. And that's when we were given a diagnosis that um, he's actually autistic. Initially, you know, different doctors had said different stuff, but that's when we confirmed that it's not anything else, but uh, he's autistic. My biggest takeaway from the training was a deeper understanding of autism and getting to actually know what uh, in detail autism is. I'd done my research, I'd read, about, I'd read books about it, online stuff about it, but um, now I really got a deeper understanding of, of autism. I knew it is a neurological disorder, but with your training from your team, I really got to know more, more information about autism. And uh, thank you for you and your team for the great training. So regarding employment, you know, being a father of an autistic son, being uh, somebody who is in the, in the employment, who is in the business uh, sector, I believe it is important to include or 
to not discriminate during employment people with autism because uh, we've learned that autistic people are very attentive to details. They are systematic. They can do routine. They are efficient, very organized. They do high-quality work. They are ethical, they are dedicated, they are honest, and they are passionate about what they do. I see this even through my my five-year-old-to-be son. When he's doing something and very much dedicated to it, he actually accomplishes it. He does it well. When he's building blocks uh, using his, his block toys, so he does that better. And I believe if autistic people are given the chance to work, to be in, an, in, in a loving and conducive work environment, they can do great. Because uh, my reading and my, my knowledge is uh, autistic people are very intelligent. So we just need to orient their intelligence to a specific activity, to a specific task, to a specific job. My takeaway from the, uh, the employment training was anytime I encounter an autistic person during an interview, whether to an organization where I'm working or to something else, I am willing and able to recruit the person. In addition to that, I'll be able to follow up, be able to give orientation, be able to explain, be able to include and make sure that the surrounding around the, an autistic person is really conducive for him to be able to achieve his task. Because uh, you can imagine if someone is in an environment where everybody's looking at him, oh, he's like this, oh, he's that, he's that. So the person won't be able to achieve. So it is, it's just us, uh, starting from parents who have autistic children, starting from um, projects like Autism Global, who are doing the awareness. I mean, to, just different campaigns so people can understand what autism is because there are different perceptions from different people who don't understand it and what it is. So it's us to make people aware of the condition, how it's, it's treated, how it's, uh, it's oriented and, and how we can help uh, autistic people in our community, to excel in our community. So my hope for autistic community in Rwanda, I would really wish to see a community where autistic people are included, both in academic, both in employment, in government jobs, to just see the inclusiveness, the inclusivity of an integrated community that includes autistic people also, because I believe that they can do better, they can do good, they can excel once they are given a chance. So I can't wait for my son to grow to a stage where I'm able to sit with him and explain that this actually is not a problem, it is, it, it's a condition can happen to anybody. Uh, different conditions happen all over the world. So he shouldn't fear, he shouldn't be disturbed and uh, be able to orient him to what is best for him and what would be the best career ahead. Some of our Skill Corps team members did a presentation at the stakeholder dinner, encouraging participants to think outside the box when trying to break down the barriers that stand between autistic people and gainful employment. Here are Aaron Turamye, director at the University of Kigali, and James Mugambe, founder of Safe Place Organization, sharing what they learned. This is Aaron Turamye from University of Kigali, who attended the Global uh, Autism Conference. I was really amazed at uh, the presentation. I got a lot of uh, information which I didn't have before, 
For example, I didn't know that uh, children who are autistic are able to learn. I also noted from the conference that uh, they have some gaps. However, that you can work on the gaps and they, they will be able to improve and uh, develop the relevant skills like normal people. So I was really um, impressed by the presentation and I learned a lot from the presentation of the global um, autism community. What I would expect or hope for is that uh, the global autism community would be able to establish a presence in Rwanda where they can help us train people with autism and also raise awareness for community members so, so that they know what autism is, the deficiencies or gaps children with the, with the autism have, and then how also to help these kids overcome the gaps or the deficiencies. Hello, my name is James Mugambe. I'm founder and executive director of Safe Place Organization. The mission of Safe Place Organization is to provide more inclusive, affordable, and accessible mental health services to the community in Rwanda. I attended the Global Autism Employment event organized by uh, Silver Bells and partners. My biggest takeaway was that uh, 90% of adults, not only in Rwanda, but around the world with autism, either underemployed or unemployed. It was uh, something that really stuck to my heart and uh, I went away with it that it's something that we, it was the biggest percentage that we really needed to work on collectively around the world to bring it down. Another thing that I really took out of the event is that uh, people with autism, they have uh, skills, they have efficiency, they have good work ethics, uh, they have attention to details, they're so logic, they are systematic, they're routine oriented. I had this broad perspective of what autistic people can do and the skill sets they possess uh, that they could uh, be able even to compete on the uh, job market to be able to earn a decent life for themselves. Rwanda, having adopted the national policy to ensure that every person with uh, disabilities, any disability enjoys uh, full uh, inclusion, I have hopes that... Uh, elsewhere around the world they could adopt these kind of policies and more that should come out that uh, make the community more inclusive when even it comes to autistic people. But also I have hopes that uh, as someone who works in a, a mental health sector, I hope that uh, there's so much inclusion as well for people with uh, autism, mostly even the parents and the autistic children, they could have access to mental health services that are more user-friendly to them, that are more inclusive uh, to them. So I'm having hopes that people could speak interest in solving all the challenges that our autistic people in our communities are facing, but uh, specific to making available the accessible employment, accessible mental health services, uh, more inclusive uh, programs for them. So thank you so much for this wonderful event. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, probably for more that uh, people could be able to uh, get more knowledge because I believe most of the things are done because people don't have enough knowledge regarding these people in our community that uh, they also deserve 100% as others. Thank you so much.
and be blessed. We wrapped up the week organizing a big autism awareness training for the National Child Development Agency. Here's Charles Nionizei, an NCDA psychologist and child protection welfare officer, talking about his takeaways. My biggest takeaways from autism awareness training that we did, I saw that and I'm aware with the definition of autism aware. I have been confused with different disease, but autism, I've seen that there's a complicated lifelong condition that include problems with communication and behavior as it's like a spectacular disorder, which means it's affected people in different ways and varying according to the degrees or according to the years, like between two or three years old. And I have seen that and all the people who have affected by autism have trouble in communication. And to think and to feel, feel free, they make it hard for them to express themselves. Other, other ways through gesture, they can use gestures or facial expression or in touching. My hope for the autism community in Rwanda is that there is no discrimination, any discrimination according among the people who are suffering from autism. The awareness of autism in a different community is very crucial for all people in order to include or inclusive with these people who are suffering from or with the autism in our local community. Thank you. And that concludes part one of our special SkillCore episode. Tune in next week to hear Team Runda's personal and professional takeaways from the trip, as well as some of their tips for future SkillCore travelers. Do you have a personal or professional connection to autism? Are you looking to collaborate with others on a meaningful, life-changing adventure? Again, you can apply to travel with us in October 2024. Join us today at skillcore.globalautismproject.org and use the coupon code AUTISMPODCAST to waive the application fee. Thanks for listening. Take care. Tune in each week for engaging conversations of how people across the globe are inspiring change and building community. You've been listening to Autism Knows No Borders, brought to you by the Global Autism Project. You can find Rachel's notes for this episode and learn more about today's guests at autismknowsnoborders.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please kindly rate the show and leave a review. By doing so, you'll be helping us increase awareness and acceptance of autism around the world.